actually. Yeah, uh, George, just start start talking. Toast. toast. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my, him up a little bit. My O to uh, Mission Impossible. Have you seen the new movie yet? I did. I saw it Friday. It's it's supposed to be pretty good. What do you think? It actually is really good. All right, nice. <laughs> it's to the point where you're just sort of like, what? This should be, this should be bad. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> no, everybody in the theater is like, I feel like all of the actors and all of the people who are just in the movie and then all of uh, the people who are working on the film mm-hmm. and all of the uh, people watching the film and all the people who wrote it are all looking at Tom Cruise just basically going, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you want to do what? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a bizarre movie. It doesn't make any sense, but it's so much fun. And when, you, when, you get, when you're out of it, you're like, oh, my God, can you believe you just jumped from the building? Uh, yeah. He's America's Jackie Chan. I heard somebody said it the other day. <laughs> Amer- oh, God. That's no. a little, that's an insult to Jackie Chan. I, I think like so. <laughs> but I mean, like, with these other movies, it's like, I was listening to some podcasts, and they were saying that, like, uh, before he did Mission Impossible, he was, like, a serious actor. Oh, uh, yeah. Magnolia, now, baby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all right around the same time. And then he does Mission Impossible, and it just, pfft. It's like none of these art house fucking stupid ass I will <laughs> movies with these the, the first other funny rate directors. Thing about that too is that that's the kind of thing he likes doing. Like he produces those movies. He does, yeah. And he he like apparently if he wasn't the producer on those movies, there's no way that anyone would ensure the stunts that he no. insists on doing. I mean, I, you got to give it to him. Like oh, absolutely. But like it's not like he he does those movies to fund his pet projects. I think he does good movies to fund him taking insane risks so that he can meet. Yeah, Xanadu I mean, like, I'm not on board with 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 him because he hasn't embraced the fact that he's a 56 year old man. I, I think, think once he does that, I, he's 56. Yeah, yeah. yeah. once That's he does that, I'll be all right. Because in the Jack Reacher cool. movie, he took off his shirt and it is disgusting. <laughs> 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 it's like this is not this is not risky business, Tom anymore. No, <laughs> was he trying to look uh, he, like he? Like, it was like that old man jacked, where it's like he. he he clearly still exercises and stuff like that. He's definitely for right. a fifty-six-year-old man, or right. like he's Would in you great say shape. But it's like it's like oh, it benchmark it against Arnold in uh, Terminator Three. No worse, Ter- worse, okay. worse. <laughs> but yeah, Arnold definitely is, worse because yeah. he. I don't think Tom Cruise has been pulled back as as much as Schwarzenegger yeah. has. Yeah. And he's supposed to be look. Arnold's kind of supposed to, in the, those movies in particular. He's supposed to look like a robot, like yeah. plastered over, right. you know, like kind of like almost you know uncanny valley-ish. Uh, but I will say, in Tom Cruise's pivot to action films, the one that I do legitimately really enjoy is Edge of Tomorrow. So good! It's so good. It's an excellent yeah. film. I remember watching it. I was like, I was like hungover on a Saturday. I'm gonna I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. This is on HBO, and it just started. And I was like, you know, this is actually a pretty fucking good. Movie. No, it's really good. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I wonder, like, uh, if if he just showed his influence and like how big a big a dick that he has because yeah. <laughs> was it necessary to have him riding the motorcycle in that movie no but no but you got to see this Tom Cruise is like no I'm gonna ride a motorcycle he's like I, at one point I'm gonna grab it. well you know I know I'm like just absolutely just annihilating aliens for 90 right right right, right. <laughs> but I got that's the only problem I have with the movie is like did I need to see him riding a motorcycle well, I mean, we've seen him riding a lot of other stuff. Uh, everything else, everything yeah. else. It makes sense in other movies, but like, I'm like, I don't need to see that. Um, but that is a great film. Yeah. I, I've watched it. I've watched it actually several times. Yeah. Well, it's great because it has that replay value because it's like it's like a video game. It's a video game, yeah. Groundhog's Day kind of style. Yeah. All right. Well, let's actually intro- let's be actually professional about this. Let's intro this <laughs> podcast here. Uh, welcome to Infinity License, everybody. I'm here with my co-host, Lenny DeFranco. What up, y'all? Uh, I'm Brian Pisano, and we're here with. Uh, can I call you f- your good friend? Um, yeah, sure. That's <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, that's that's my that's my get her done. So you better you better fucking call me that. <laughs> he, he's your good friend. He's my good friend. He's our good friend. It's George Gordon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How's it going, George? I am good. It's been a it was a fun weekend of doing nothing. Nice. Yeah. So. I am envious of that because my summer got booked before Memorial Day. So oh, really? <laughs> it was like one of those summers where everyone's like, "Okay, we're going here every weekend," and I feel like completely out of control of my life, where social obligations have completely. Well, you've had like a wedding or a wedding adjacent thing. Yeah, oh, you at that age? Weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, how old are you guys? Are you guys are like 29? 30. No, yeah. I'm 30. 30? Yeah, I'm 30. 30 or just turned 31. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, this is, this is going to be your summer until <laughs> September. Yeah. And then like, oh, I've got a break. And then a couple of your asshole friends will get married in December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like one, one person will maybe try to ruin New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's like, no, we're going to do like a New Year's Eve because we're all going to be drinking and I'm going to be dressed up. Why don't we get married? Like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I've heard that before. Like, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it literally makes a lot of sense if you presume that I had nothing else to do. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know how you just like got through Thanksgiving and Christmas and you just consumed alcohol and a lot of food with all your family? It's like, well, we're going to take high definition photos of you. Like, you gotta, right. You got to fit in. Uh, like a nice suit and stuff. Yeah, so um, you guys get used to that for the next like I don't know eight or nine years of just like <sighs> oh, it's, 
in destination weddings. Luckily, my friends had the wherewithal to not do that. Yeah. Well, you you just turned, if you don't mind me, you just turned I 40. I just turned 40, yeah. So congratulations. Is it better oh, well, on the other you. side? <laughs> um, I think so, yeah. My friends are now, like, uh, if, they, if they've if they got, well, my friends are from the South, so they're definitely not divorced yet because they don't they don't know any better. There's yeah. like, there's <laughs> like no, it's it going to get better than this. So yeah. they're, they're all pretty much still married. But, if they uh, didn't get divorced at, like, 25, because I feel like that's the thing is, like, people get married in the South very young and then get divorced very young. Oh, and then shit. Get, they got like, divorced. I mean, they got married, like, when I was, like, 22, 23. Yeah. So a lot of them have been married. 12, 15, wow. 16 yeah. years. Yeah. My buddy Marty, I think he's got like a 15-year-old. Shout out to Marty. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got like a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> you, know what else, uh, you know what else Southerners are good at doing early drinking? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the, the, the Southern practice of drinking is you start in the morning and then you essentially go to bed at the normal time, but you just have your full day. Uh, is that Well, everything is focused around college football and tailgating. Mm. And tailgating for college football starts on Thursday. <laughs> and the game's at Saturday night. Yeah. So, <laughs> Saturday night-ish. Yeah, Saturday night-ish. <laughs> there was, there was this, so I went to school in Tennessee, and there was like this one day in which the, uh, the football team played a, played a game during the day, like at noon. Uh-huh. And the basketball team played their first or second home game at night, and that was at 7. Oh. And you were like a real badass if you could tailgate for the football game be sober enough to make it to the basketball game and then be able to drink through the whole night that was like a 14 hour day of drinking yeah you and were, then you were just a report champion. to your truck driving yeah exactly time. <laughs> i thought i tried i did it one time and uh by the end of the night i was so fucked up i can't even tell you what happened in either the football game or the basketball game <laughs> who won who cares who does like i was just i think i may have fallen asleep and i think i may have got up like, um, maybe like an hour later i imagine you just like wearing a football jersey and then just like as you walk into the basketball arena just like peeling it off and having a oh, basketball no, you, jersey no on you me. were still wearing like all the same stuff it yeah. was like because it was it because it's, it's a day during the, like like November, December. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the last games of the football season, so it's still kind of it's like cold outside. So you're probably wearing like your like a University of Memphis sweatshirt, nice with like a like a polo shirt underneath and a coat. Yeah. So no, it was all day drinking a ferry. And if you were a badass, if you can make it to both, <laughs> uh, well, Derek Rose that was there, right? Derek was uh, Rose was there in two thousand and six, hmm. two thousand eight. He was there in two thousand eight for one year for. No, not even. <laughs> My guess is he probably stopped taking classes and like. Yeah. <laughs> I think he went. He probably went the first like few months and like uh, February rolled around. He was like, "No, nah, I think I'm good." And I'm never gonna be injured ever. Yeah, <laughs> That's I know, right? He said. <laughs> he, fine. he said I'm gonna be completely healthy the rest of my life. Yeah, no, I guess he's like 28 <laughs> now. It was like, so he's already played for like four different teams. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, on the the Bulls, the Knicks. Yep. Who else was he on? No, more recently, Bucks at some point or something. Maybe Timberwolves or something. I don't know. He's playing for the Timberwolves now. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's one of my least favorite Tigers because it's like he's just his uh, just everything about him kind of irks me. Well, it's just it, it's just one of those guys. He was like the high potential, like the potentiality of him, like not personality or whatever aside. It was just it was frustrating that it was like he was so fun to watch. But he also was he was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he just but you can't sustain the way he went about playing the game. Right. Just just that all that torque. He's kind of reminds me of like Nadal. Yeah, just <laughs> like just sort of just doing all the stuff to sort of being able to jump higher than everybody else. No, he was. For like a moment in time, he was the best. And, yeah. But I just don't like the way he handles his business, and he's terrible in interviews. So I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I think he's just a quiet guy. I mean, like, I, I, maybe that's like what it he, is. Yeah. I mean, like, he's you know he's one of these guys that like surrounds himself with his family. He doesn't really need to like. I don't think he's ever been like trained to be flashy, and also he never had to be. He was so good. Yeah. Um, I'm from Chicago, and so I don't like actively root for the Bulls. They're not that good anymore. But that one MVP season, it was awesome. I remember watching him play and being like, "There's like he would just go up at any angle and like throw the ball at a yeah. completely different <laughs> angle, and it would go in, and, and he would land on his shoulder and like pop back up." And I was wondering, like, "Oh hell yeah, <laughs> this is not going to last long." And yeah, then no, sure, I mean you sure can enough, tell the writing was like on the wall in those first couple season. years. You're yeah. like, "Oh no, there's no way he can sustain this." The next, and he was injured before that too. Yeah. 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 We uh we wa- we lost the national championship game his uh his only year at Memphis. To Kansas. Oh, Do you think yeah. you'd like him more if he was nah, I mean, louder? It, or? Oddly enough, it ended up getting rescinded. So yeah, was, <laughs> oh, they, they took the, the banner win. down. They, they the, vacated the loss. They vacated the loss. Yeah. So and Kansas beat nobody in the national championship game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought Lance it was Armstrong, Kansas. Was, didn't Kentucky also after, or was it no Louisville that had to? Uh, They've had a couple here recently. Louisville, I think, is one of them. Yeah, that had Louisville. To well, yeah. Rick Pitino um, has been found guilty of uh, coming too early, I think, with prostitutes, for one thing. <laughs> yeah, he's a... And, uh, it has not been a good year Cal- for him. Calipari, Kentucky, though, was the one who made famous, like, he openly told his players, like, look, 
you guys give me one year, and you're all and like seventy of you are gonna go to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and who? Oh man, I I can't believe the NCAA still exists. Like I can't believe it just like continues to to. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like such an outright. It's like, but we still love it. It's still, I know college basketball is still very entertaining to watch. So it's yeah, like, no, I mean, like, March until, like, the end of the year, I'm on board. Yeah. I totally yeah. love watching it. I yeah. also love the NBA, so, like, it's, 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 a, it's like, sort of the beginnings of, like, a, it's like a, the draft and then everything else yeah. in the NBA. Because the NBA, I think, is, is, is amazing. It's so petty. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, are you, are you, oh. you're a Bullets fan. I right? am a Bullets fan. How do you feel yeah. about the recent John Wall <laughs> picture? Have you seen that? He looks <laughs> like... So the, it was in Vegas. Have you seen this photo? No, oh, it's this great. photo is amazing. <laughs> it's almost like he's like he basically said in that photo is like y'all. It's I had a lot of fun last night. I forgot <laughs> I had to take this photo. <laughs> he's all bloated. Yeah, he's bloated. His <laughs> eyes are bloodshot like, red. So red. His hair is just like <laughs> it's clearly, a total mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, it was like Twitter has, roasted him the next day. It was like ooh. But he also just has. The face of a guy who just had he just a got super been fucked fun up. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, had a ton of fun. He's like he's he's smiling right through a hangover, and now it's not one of those hangovers where he feels bad about it. He's just like, yeah, I really, I really tore this town up. Yeah, no, it's like somebody <laughs> tweeted is like, looks like Black Doug from the Hangover, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's been through a lot though, hasn't he? Yeah, wasn't yeah. he injured? For, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, no, I, I love John Wall. He's he's kind of he's got problems as far as the way he plays his game and how he sets up an offense, but there's a, I can talk about dc sports all day long yeah, and how bad they are but we just the capitals just won so yeah the, the, well that's the thing though is that the bullets are i feel like are the only dc team i like i hate the nationals because i'm a mets fan and the caps capitals was kind of like i'm kind of neutral in hockey so it was like it was kind of interesting but like the bullets are like oh this is like at least that i to me they i feel like they have kind of storyline i like john wall i guess too i guess Wait, he's when a, did they rename the bullets i know the bullets the wizards i still i still catch myself even this day yeah. they've been the wizards probably since 2006 well just oh, even earlier than that i think 2002 it was because jordan was still there so yeah, yeah. 2002 2003 is like and uh in my mind had those the bullets, awful uniforms yeah well that's the thing is that <laughs> the, the new the new uniforms aka the old color scheme that's what makes me think the red white and blue bullets. yeah yeah um uh, which and, are much better. They're, those those original Wizards ooh, uniforms are they awful. They were teal. Those, yeah. those Capitals uniforms were awful. Yeah, it was like teal and blue. And it's like, but it was it was it 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 was weird for me because like uh, I still like called them the Bullets for like several years, and I remember like, oh, don't you mean the Wizards? I was like, no. Blasting <laughs> me in my house, we say Bullets. Yeah, nice. All right, good. I feel validated then. Yeah, you can say still say Bullets. And I guess I feel neutral on the Redskins too. Are you a big Skins? You're a big oh, yeah. Skins fan. I'm um, DC everything except for the Nationals. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, cool. So this is why we're, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> as a no. non-NFC or like Eastern affiliated person, I can just openly hate the Redskins. And you can hate uh, the Dan Redskins. Snyder and everything that they stand for. Yeah, no, you can hate all of them. Well, I feel like they're, I'm on board with they're that. in a sim- they're in a similar league of they have a strong fan base, but. Like similar league to the Mets, where we I love the Mets, but hate the ownership. I feel like a lot of, or is that true? Like the Redskins fans hate the Snyder family, or the. Or the we do, but I mean, like, uh, I, the one thing I guess I think is kind of cool, kind of is the one of the more profitable sports teams in the world. Really? Yeah, they're like t- number four, number five. Is yeah. it just because they're low? He, he's extremely cheap, though, isn't he? He's, he's like he's ridiculously cheap, and right. when you go to games now, there's like they've actually blacked out some of the, the seats because it's just like. I don't know where they're making money. I think it's from FedEx, <laughs> or just like I think it is yeah. from FedEx. It's yeah, like, they, like FedEx is like gives them money for naming the stadium right, after right. FedEx. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, they're one of the more profitable teams, sports teams in sports, and that includes like Real Madrid. Wow. That includes like the Yankees. Really? The Real Madrid has a lot of overhead. They, they do. <laughs> helping their their athletes uh, evade taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and also bankrupting the Spanish banking system, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like not being able to give anyone any Real Madrid's another one that it's, it's kind of immoral to play for. You're like, you're playing for essentially fascists. Yeah, like, no, you're, you're, you're <laughs> playing for the, the empire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it, like yeah, it's like the shitty empire. It's yeah, like I know, right? If, if Darth Vader was bad at his job, it's <laughs> Francisco Franco. Uh, um, actually, so then, hey man, so, laugh all you want. He died in office. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. He, of the dictators, he's the one that kind of outlasted. Yeah, he's everybody. stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, George, I want. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm excited. Well, George, for me. George is actually going to be performing at our live show, so we're very excited. Hell that's yeah. right. Yeah. Telling dick for jokes that. for the masses. No, for, for the masses of all of our listeners out there who are at Bluebird. <laughs> on Flatbush Avenue on August 18th at eight or seven o'clock rather. Uh, I love that venue, so I'm glad you guys are doing a show. Oh, nice. It's so nice. Yeah, um, uh, we we uh, just had Carl on, who's the guy who runs the Nest. Do you know who runs the comedy show there? There's so he told us I couldn't, I didn't recognize their name. You just had Carl on. Carl is the guy who runs. He's like apparently the guy who. 
Carl, he's, Carl Bernholtz, Bernholtz. He's the uh, part owner of it. Oh, the downstairs guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who that is. Yeah, he's a sweetheart, really yeah. nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in a band called yeah, Suicide a, City. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know exactly who that is. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a free shot last time I was there. Really nice, nice guy. Nice. Shout out to Carl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he's a sweetheart. Nice. That's a great show they have there. It's, it's a lot of fun. My buddy Charla and Tyler, they run the. That's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are good. Those are good buddies of mine. Well, that's why I wanted. To, you know, I'm interested to have you on, uh, George, because I feel like one of the things we talk about a lot in the city, or talking to when we're talking to creative people in New York, especially people like yourself who's been around and you're just now putting out an album. You said you've noticed like a couple generations of comedians come in now. So oh you, sure, yeah, that's you a lot have, of fun. You have like some. You had some before we went on air. You had some observations about current tribes that's going. Oh yeah, there's there's like so I guess because like I refuse to be broke and have like nine roommates in Bushwick um, <laughs> yeah. and be a fucking dog walker. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a dog walker. A lot of my friends are dog walkers. Yeah. But it's just like, I've got just like, and I'm older, so I have a different like mindset of like how I want to live and live in New York. So right. I kind of like having money in my pocket yeah. and, <laughs> and not being broke all the time, like and going to bars and picking up drinks and, and not so like, like, yeah, your, I mean, it's like bank accounts, your bank exactly like, Oh my gosh. It's just like, <laughs> It's just like you can drink other than PBR. It's cool. It's okay to order like a, yeah. a Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not knocking those guys. And those guys are all my friends. It's just like it's just. Like, I guess because I've been here so long, I've already done all that stuff. So I have a tough time hanging out with those guys who are not really hanging out. Just tough times, which does relating to re- relating because I'm also I'm also I don't know. <laughs> yeah. no they're all they're all great. But I I'm 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 also a lot older than a lot of the guys who just got here. So yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these guys who are my friends are. 27 what it, what would you say well it's two things i i feel like i'm in a i'm in the median point like i feel like because i work at the brick in uh, sure. williamsburg and i'm you know I'm, i just turned 31 i'm definitely like older than the crowd that it goes there but i also work there and yeah. i have a day job that pays me so i can like live a normal life and not live with nine roommates in bushwick and yeah no shit. and so they're they're there out there and i respect the game they're all like either grinding and going out doing like 10 open mics a night and then doing book done like five shows a week Oof. but i'm just like i just i kind of realized that and you probably and as you did like i was like this i like having money and going having a life and having friends yeah no and i'm in, and yeah. i get it's like i there's there's a different ways to hustle and uh yeah i'm a bit of a hermit so like i'll go and do the shows that i'm on and i'll just kind of go into hiding Nice. Yeah. Like, and won't come back. It was like, so like when I go to, those, I'm going to a party later. So when I go to this party, I was like, yo, you're still around. I was like, yeah, I just don't ever hang out. <laughs> like, because I'm just the, the, the business part of show business, I'm not that into, which yeah. is kind of my problem and not anybody else's. Well, when, so when you said that these different tribes, are you referring to the distinction between them is basically their approach to like the commitment to what they're doing? Maybe it's just like, there's, there's a bit of that. And of course, there's like, there's a lot of, um, one of the things that I like, uh, I think, is kind of rad about this sort of the newer generation of like comics is they're being, able, they understand social media a little bit more than like say like myself and like groups that are around my age, like Twitter and things on uh, Instagram and, and like just doing all the other things that comes with uh, that sort of thing. And I'm just like, like I barely ever get on the internet, let alone like right. do all the other stuff. And I've got friends who are just it's like, yeah, well, my uh, my my Instagram followers are really really into this, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, uh, yeah, so you got to be able to do all those other things, and like, and uh, I've got friends who are like working on like three different, four different projects, and I'm just for me, I'm just like, I just want to be funny and yeah. kind of left alone and maybe have sex after the, <laughs> after the show. Hey, if I'm lucky, that's, that's what nice. I'm hoping for. So, well, that's like a pure, like I think, not a purist view, but like definitely a classic stand-up view where you yeah, see yourself 100%. as a, as a, sta- a stage performer. And I, I like, I respect that game too. And I think that's like why I've been performing less. I think. Because I was like, well, I should expand, but I'm, and I should do all these other things, but and do improv, which was I had a lot of fun doing that for a little while because I was working at an improv theater. But uh, I mean, the reality is that, like, well, I just really like stand up, and I like I like the format of just one person on stage talking, sharing ideas, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that is, that is that is my favorite part is the doing the stuff is like it's the other stuff that I'm not that into is like yeah. the sort of the hanging out. Well, that's the other thing. It is. It is like a social scene. It is very. I mean, what what grinds you about like hanging out with comedians? Because I th- wonder if we're in the Venn diagram of things, I have I have similar complaints. Well, I mean, like it's. Uh, I think because like I've been doing it for 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 so long, like doing all the things that comes with it. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like uh, it's like when you're when you're getting married. I've never been married, but I've got an idea what it's like to be married, just from all the weddings that I've been to. But you're just constantly just going to the next person, going to the next person and having the same conversation over and over. And granted, a lot of these people are my friends, yeah. but I don't see them 
very often because they live over here and I live down right. here and they live over there and I whatever. So I'll have the same like, how's it going? How are you doing? No shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go get a drink <laughs> because it's 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 honestly like I'm on like a first date with like a bunch of my friends. Like, yeah, yeah. Same sort of stuff over and over. I can I can feel that. What I think what drives like the thing that drives me crazy or two is that a um. I think there's always a pressure. So, so some of the people who I'm closer friends with, this doesn't happen as much, but it's certainly people that you see around but maybe aren't as close friends with, but there's a pressure to be funny in just like a regular social situation. Yeah, I hate that shit. I hate that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually like, I'm like, I'd rather just have a normal conversation. Yeah, but wouldn't comedians be the ones that would liberate you from that? Because they know that you're mostly, most likely like a depressed person outside of the <laughs> fact that like what you're you'd, performing on stage. You'd think so, but those people who I think, and this is my impression, maybe I'm wrong, uh, is that those people that you don't really know that well, but you know maybe you see on their social media feed what they're sure, doing, yeah, or what yeah. shows they're booking on. It's kind of like a business. It's like almost like you're constantly networking, which is annoying. Like I just want to be friends with people. I'm like I don't need to, you to book me on your show or whatever. Like, well, book me on your show, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is like I feel like is like leading up to the album recording, I felt like it was everywhere because I pretty much called in every favor that I that I had, and yeah. then like once the album I recorded the album or the two sets that I did, and it was like oh, all right, well. Not a whole lot going on the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a ghost. Like, I mean, it, was, it would be tough. Yeah, like, I mean, as we all know, that's the other thing is that there's a lot of social capital involved in the scene right now where you just have to get people out. Like, there's so the comedy boom is also reliant on you just like kind of not only just marketing yourself in Instagram or Facebook or whatever, sure. but also just like getting your network of friends out and doing like that kind of stuff. Um, but that's actually the next, that is a good segue into the next topic. So you recently recorded an album. I did, yes. <laughs> I, I, that's, you guys are on top of your game in here. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did just record an album at uh, Union Hall. It was really cool. Um, uh, and it was actually, kind of, it was like, uh, I didn't listen to it for about, about a month, maybe even longer than that, six weeks, because like, uh, like I'm a listener to this podcast. Right. When you guys put it out, but then I'm never gonna listen to it again because, like, because the sound of my voice is kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, I like it. Every, everyone, oh well, thank you. That's I'm a, rock hard right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There's there's some some scientific principle that everyone is trained when they hear their voice like fed back to them. Most people think that it sounds awful. Yeah. Like, so it's like because the voice that you hear when you're speaking right now, as opposed to the one that you're hearing back to you, is like a little it's bit like different. an octave uh, yeah. higher or yeah. something. Or lower. No, you guys, you guys have great voices. It's, uh, Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have a great voice. Oh, well, thank you. you. Well, let's, let's all go around the circle. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Right. Just, just start, all, we'll start doing this to each other. <laughs> the um, circle uh, jerk has begun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I listened to it for the first time uh, probably like, I was actually, I think it was a month because I was on my way out of town for my birthday and uh, I fell asleep. So <laughs> it just gives you an idea of what my voice sounds like. Nice. It's recorded. But uh, yeah, it's like, uh, so the other day I, I submitted to my label, the, uh, my label sounds like such an asshole. <laughs> The company that I was putting out my record, nice. <laughs> nice. there uh, I just submitted like a like a, a first edit just because I was editing the two shows together and um, nice. Probably get that back in the next uh, I don't know like a uh, like few days and then we'll listen to that again and then probably like a September release. Nice. We'll just go and say the third week of September. Nice. So for all your listeners, uh, to buy, nice. my, buy my record. Nice. September. Cool. 16th. You so heard it here first. So September 16th. Probably, guys, <laughs> probably by the time we get around to editing the live show, it'll be the concurrent. Yeah. So that, be, that would be perfect. It'll be good, yeah. good marketing because then we'll, we'll get you. We'll Just do another record release party down there with Carl. Yeah, we should. Actually, like, maybe I will. Yeah, you could. Uh, Carl's got reasonable. Carl's Sleaze Pit. Reasonable prices. Uncle yeah. Carl's Sleaze Pit. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle, I, I think Uncle that Carl might Sleaze be the move because I feel like uh, doing it at Union Hall would be kind of weird to do it at Union, recording my record at Union Hall than doing the record release party at Union Hall would be kind of. Yeah. A little much. Yeah. It, well, Union Hall is a great venue. It is. Yeah. I was. I was kind of lucked out. To, uh, yeah. Like I sent the guy the email, uh, Matt, who's like total sweetheart. He was like, uh, I was like, and I sent him like this long thing. I was like, I've had like a working relationship. I've done many shows here. You guys are really nice. And his response was like, Yeah, cool. What day do you want? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm stressed out. What if he doesn't get back to me? What if he doesn't even know me? But, <laughs> and I was like, No, cool. What day do you want? I was like, Oh. Uh, you, awesome. you emailed instantly and were like, this is going to get rejected. Flat yeah, out. yeah. I was already thinking about like, this is because this wasn't even my idea. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Just so put it's it like, on to put your record up. Buy, who buys albums anyway? They don't even play videos at MTV. Please tell me you're putting out a video. Like, no sex in the champagne room. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. That'd be nice. I was like, uh, I was. I should have actually filmed like some of the part of the set, but like, maybe I will put out a video. 
That'd be cool. It'd be like, yeah, Dennis Leary asshole or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just a spoken. Oh, word I thing. forgot about that. Yeah, it That's is funny. Uh, well, George, you're the first person. Not this is a long time ago, but not uh, for your album. But one of the first times you were performing at Union Hall, I had gone to Union Hall as just a venue a bunch of times. But oh, really? I had a similar like barrier where I was like, oh, I, I was performing at the time, but still just doing open mics that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like my first person that I know that is performing at Union Hall. And then now I like work there every other weekend, <laughs> so I'm working there next week too. It's like I do like. Not not performing. I'm just doing the tech stuff for the show. But oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. What show next week are you working uh, on? Postman show. It's a sketch show. Uh, so Overbeck uh, and Matt Bratz and Carmen Christopher. Uh, yeah. They're part of the... I would consider them part of the... They're part of the, the middle wave of people, not the youngest <laughs> wave. Of, like, they're... They're all those Chicago guys. They're all uh, like sketch performers. That sounds so, fun. Yeah. They do a lot of shows there. I feel like it's like... There's like a... In the beginning, when they first started doing shows there, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is, this place is so cool. And now there's just a bunch of shows there. So, yeah. so it's lost a little bit of, of its mystique. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was going to ask you. Is like, It's like, it used to be a place where I'm like, oh, I'm going to a show at Union Hall. I'm so yeah, excited. no shit. I got a ticket early. Like, I, like I, I remember like early on when I got a ticket for a Mike Birbiglia show. 100%. There. And then Mike Birbiglia was behind the bar. And he yeah. was like, he's like, hey, man, you want to drink? I'm like, hey, you're Mike Birbiglia. Like, I was like, <laughs> doughy. I'm like, oh my Did God. He's like, yeah, like, What's that? Did you work there? No, he was just like being. He was just like. Oh, you know, in Sleepwalk with Me, he works there. In Sleepwalk yeah, with Me, he does work there. As working there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, like, there was a show there, and this wasn't that long ago, probably like eight years ago, that uh, Eugene Merman ran every Sunday, and uh, uh, and he's yeah. one of my one of my favorites. So. Oh yeah, he's he's great. And I was like, I guess I've been in New York for like maybe like a handful of years at that point, so I was just sort of like, fucking Eugene Merman. <laughs> yeah, and now you got to share his stage for your album recording. But yeah, yeah, I did. I actually did got to meet do? him once. He was really nice. Yeah. What did you do for the crowd? Was it like, did you have to like do something to guarantee that they were going to laugh and be vociferous? No, I, I made sure to let them know that it's like, I'm recording an album. <laughs> All of this is funny. Yeah, everyone laugh. Yeah. Well, I was, I can only speak to you. I was in the second show and it was a full house. It was, really, yeah, yeah. I was at the second show. It was great. Um, I thought it was, it was also. I didn't funny. know that. Why didn't you say hello? Yeah, I, I think I. You seemed a little stressed out at the time. Uh, so I think there was I because I, I was gonna I was about to say hello, but it was one of those things where I've also been in this situation, which is a good good problem to have. Where sure. like, there's a lot of people showed up and you just like everyone was coming up to you and saying like great job and all that stuff. But it's also overwhelming to just have that many people near that exit to that door. And I was like, you know what? I'll catch up with George at Windsor. I'm glad you claimed. It's yeah. like a, no, it was like a, I think what it was is like I haven't done that much time back to back like that uh, ever. I don't think that's t- it is like tough it, it is tough. It was a lot of talking. I mean, like I did yeah. like 45 for the first one and like 40 something for the next one. Yeah, I was kind of exhausted and i really wanted something to drink yeah and uh <laughs> yeah yeah no the second you, you one earned was, it <laughs> yeah the second one was 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 damn near sold out so that was kind of rad so nice did you write the entire show from scratch well i mean like it was basically from like 12 years of doing stand-up so there were some jokes in there that were from like year like maybe like four there's a, like there's a couple jokes that i did in the first set and i was like well we're not gonna be doing those again <laughs> uh, yeah and there's a couple jokes that i did from the second set that like uh, I was like, we'll definitely not do those again. Um, uh, <laughs> like there's there's a story that I do about an actress that I met at Union Hall, and that's never going to be done again. We, we got to save it for the album. I, I was going to ask yeah. you, about, but I was going to ask you about it on the podcast. But I'm like, that's not fair. That's, I don't want to cannibalize your album material. But it's, no, it's, well, it's also could, very well. It's very topical because it's related to a show that was recently it's, it's, re, re-aired and canceled. You know, I was going to bring it when I when I first like <laughs> yes. yeah exactly when I when I when I first heard that that, that show was coming back, and I'm like. Oh, my friend's like, oh, it's like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> on TV again. And I was like, no, not my girl. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the people loved that joke. And I'm just it's like, I was like, it's, I was like, well, that totally happened. Yeah. Uh, and it happened almost exactly how I say it. So, and one of my friends is like, uh, was on a show with me and he said that, there was like somebody, I told a story and they're like, somebody was like, uh, that didn't fucking happen. And, uh, my buddy's, uh, who's a writer for, uh, John Oliver, shout out to Josh Gondelman. Oh yeah. Josh He's, Gondelman, former host of the sensible show. That's at right. The Theater. That's yeah. right. He goes, uh, he goes, not only did it happen, I was fucking there. And I was like, <laughs> so, nice. So thank you, Josh, for, for, I'm about actually about to see him here in a little bit. But, uh, nice. um, yeah. I can't wait to listen to What is the name of this album? It's called You're a Good Friend. Nice. Yeah. You're a good friend. Uh, George Gordon so far yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it's funny well it's funny uh, Josh um, and it was whenever so Josh 
Gondelman, who writes for the John Oliver's show, um, he did the show, the Sensible Show, at the former Annoyance Theater in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, him and Chris Duffy and uh, Mike Kaplan. Oh yeah, um, I love those Evan, guys. Evan Kaufman, uh, they would host it, and uh, they were, yeah, Mike Ka- Mike Ka- Kaplan is like a comedy treasure. If you haven't his his comedy is is insane. It's only for people that have attention deficit disorder. <laughs> it's um, like he's like a, just the amount of words that he's throwing out. Just I'm just sort of like. What? It, we did like this all ages show at a library a few years ago. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the back just trying to think of it. For the like, audience at home, George is furrowing his brow yeah, and, yeah, like, <laughs> and rubbing his eyes. And, the it was like, and it was like a clean all ages show. And I'm like, and I'm not dirty, but I do like to curse because I'm a fucking adult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he is just up there just teaching a master's class in just words. Yeah. And the place is losing. The kids are losing their mind. The parents are losing their mind. And I'm in the back going, "How the fuck is he able to do this?" Yeah. No, he's 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 a uh, he's this really smart comic. It's just sort of I've never heard words like that. Just like he's like and like this, and it was like I'm not gonna do a voice of his. It's like sorry, Mike, but it's like I was like, whoa, that's crazy, dude. You're talented. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting uh, an interesting Twitter follow and an interesting just listen if you can get any of his material because I think it's like he's got something on Netflix too. But yeah, I think great. so. Do you know he lives around here? Oh yeah, I think yeah, I I think I knew that, or I, th- I must have just seen him around. But um, but those guys were great, and that was a good show. And that was like that was a show though. What my anecdote about Josh Gondelman is that you could see the attendance of that show spike whenever he was hosting because he would retweet it. So it was just like there were some regulars. There's always like a he's cool, a great Twitter follower. But, 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 no doubt about his that. Twitter is great. Um, his but Twitter he, is great. Anytime Mike or Josh like retweeted that the show was going on that night, which was every Wednesday, but like whenever people knew they were going to be there, it was like the audience attendance went from like, <laughs> the ten. People oh. that always came to like 30, Chris 40 Duffy. people. He, Chris Duffy is great too. Oh, he's come great. On. I love, oh no, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Chris. I think Chris no, no, is no, awesome. No, no. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, come on, Chris, get your Twitter uh, no, up I, to date, buddy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, no, he's a sweetheart. He's actually, Chris has probably gained, gained a lot of followers too since he's just like, now he's writing for the, um, what's it called show? Yeah, the, I forget what he's writing on. No, it's a uh, Wyatt Snack show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, I haven't seen Chris in years, uh, but I met him in like, Portland, Oregon, and then again, like in San Francisco. Yeah, he's another clean comedian. Yeah, he's a very all his material is mostly clean, um, which I'm always uh, like. I agree with you. We're all fucking adults here, but Chris, yeah, does, yeah. Chris does a good job of doing clean comedy. Yeah, if you're able to do it, then more yeah. power to you. Yeah. You know, I've always uh, I, I've kind of complained to Brian about clean comedy before. I'm like, dude, I don't know. What the, I'm a fucking adult. It's the exact <laughs> same thing. But uh, on Friday, I was doing nothing, and so YouTube took me to Elephant in the Room, the Patrice O'Neill stand-up special. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. That show starts off so dirty, but the middle third of it is basically clean. And because he sets up, and it's like just incredible watching, it's like p- the purest like art of stand-up, because... He sets up all this like extremely like I, I'm, he's glad he's dead I'm sure like <laughs> sure like R.I.P. He Patrice. just he just spends the first he comes out and he's like ooh thank the old, thank you for those titties in the front row yeah yeah <laughs> titty just, meat yeah <laughs> and he just does this for like for like twenty minutes but then he goes into how he justifies how he doesn't need a foot because he's got diabetes he's like I'll just drive with my other foot and like he, it's. <laughs> He just does these observations that are basically not at all like salacious, but they're just the setups are so funny. He's like just saying the words like you know he's just executing it so well that basically yeah he's doing like a segment of clean comedy in the middle of it and then he goes back to yeah I mean like there's like elephant in a room is is pretty amazing. In fact, sometimes when it's like late at my bar and there's like a there's like one or two people and they're usually regulars, we'll play some of it. Nice and uh, and I played it actually a couple times. There's the all of his stuff about the um, about uh, safe sex as a woman's responsibility. Yeah. That whole chunk is just amazing. Uh, we, uh, like, we lost it. We lost it here. Yeah, we, we, like, we, we did. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, ladies, imagine there's a, a gorgeous man who walks up to you, and he's rich and he's handsome, and he takes your hand. Now tell me what you're gonna do about that. Now, men, let's say you see. A drunk woman passed out behind a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> like the equivalent thing. <laughs> Cannot tell that joke anymore. But dude, right, yeah. God bless him. Um, yeah. Well, now I don't know what to say because I feel sad about Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, he was he was up there teaching a master's class in stand up. I mean, some of his bits were just like whoa. It's it's funny just, just the inflection. Like the uh, he'll say a normal word with a, an inflection that makes the entire house come down. It's, it's insane. We should, we should just go back and watch. 
old tough crowds because I feel those like are great. those are great. Those are great. And it's again another thing that couldn't happen right now because it's also right after 9-11 and it was just like a ridiculous and like everyone likes to make fun of I feel, I feel like people actually I think I think Colin Quinn is great too but people like whatever like the new wave of the new thing to do in comedy is to just shit on people that are older than you I think yeah I think they're so like, whatever, out of touch. I guess it's a new, but do you know oddly enough it was like one of my favorite jokes that Patrice has ever did it was not dirty it was it was just him talking about spelling <laughs> it's like restaurant, restaurant. It's like he's like it's, it's in, like it's in that. It's like it's in that special and that and that section one of my favorite jokes because that could be done by anybody, but the way he does it is better than anybody could yes. ever do it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. mom, mom, mom. I love you. I love you. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that's the hallmark of like a really true. Like that's what separates like the like a really truly great comic. Is that yeah, it's like, well, it's like it's not they're just not reciting words or whatever. It's like only that guy, only Patrice could do that. He's like representing a hundred percent a refined and true voice in that in those jokes. Yeah, yeah. banana, banana. There's an N in that, right? Banana. <laughs> Such a great joke, right, Seamus? Like our, now, Seamus has been relatively quiet this whole the whole podcast. Good for him. It's because um, there's not a hard floor for him to drop anything in. That's a good point. Oh, is that what it is? Usually oh, the, it's in the kitchen? That's yeah. Seamus's bit. He'll bring something in and just slam it onto the kitchen floor. Uh, I'll show these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. he's I'm like, here, bitch. I'm not on the podcast. Where's my headphones? Where's <laughs> he's my microphone? The, he's the fourth podcaster most no, of the time. Oh, there you go. Um, it's like the fifth man, or sixth man on a basketball team. <laughs> um, the uh, real SAT taker for Derek Rose. <laughs> <laughs> way to bring it all the way back yeah, around. Yeah, back to D. Rose. Um, all right. Well, so then I guess we'll. So we got a little bit of time left. So George, I want to. Hundred percent. Yeah. We got. Um, let's round this out with. I mean, you are. So we like our friendship started with you as our, my bartender. I, and, I, I'm a currently a bartender. And um, but at a at a great bar, the Double Windsor. No, the Double Windsor uh, is. I've worked at many bars, and this is the best bar that I've ever worked at. It's it's easy. It's fun, and it's uh is what's one of the things that's weird for me is like when I'm working and I go and I'm working like four or five days in a row. I see a lot of the same people. Yeah. It's as if I'm in a relationship with like five different people. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm here again. Yeah, yeah. here again too. All right. No, no, no. Better than yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So like, uh, I was like, as much as I love Cheers, I don't want to live that life. Right. Like, I'm, like, I like Sam, but Jesus, Norman <laughs> Cliff could fucking drive me crazy. I'm very, I'm very self-aware of that when I go in with my relationship to you at the bar because I understand that you're working a job and at work. So sure, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's be very casual. You know, know what kind of beers I like, but also like, man, we don't have to get caught up. Like it's like we'll get caught up at a time when I know you're not busy or like when you're like yeah because the bar is always busy when everybody comes to visit like no like I would love for you to come in at like one o'clock in the morning when I'm scratching my fucking eyeballs out yeah, it's like, like I no, need just somebody to talk yeah it's like if you need somebody to talk to that's not like like I'm like there's a couple times in my life I'm just been like oh my gosh just like there is nobody to talk to okay there is nobody here yeah. <laughs> one thirty in the morning on a Tuesday I need somebody here to oh, talk man. to me the worst shift yeah. Um, but have you seen any? So at Double Windsor, though, is there like an arc? Is it like you got any good like solid stories coming out of there? I just really want neighborhood gossip coming out of Double Windsor. <laughs> no, usually all the stuff that I see is usually from like out the window across the street. Like I've seen some really great fights across the street. <laughs> not like out of, of Ferrells. It's like not, there's not been a couple. MMA I was fights, like, folks. whoa! There was this one fight that I saw. It was like some guy. This is a big boy too. He was probably like six three. Damn. Maybe 210, 220. Nice. And he was fighting a guy that was like 5'9, 180. And the little guy, of course, like little guys often do with one talking the more to shit, is like, fuck you, motherfucker. It's like talking to my fucking girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And this other dude, he was like, he looked like he was still wearing his MTA vest. So I'm assuming he had just gotten off work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, he just gotten off work. It was like, I'm just getting a drink. You do not like, fuck with a bus driver or. or this is what it was. And like, it was like yeah. some, some girl was probably like talking to him. He was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, you, she was probably like, you don't come around here much. He's like, no, I'm just getting a drink. Yeah. And he was like, so this guy, this little guy was probably mad at her for talking to him. Yeah. She started yelling at whatever, yelling at him. This guy starts yelling at him. He's like, let's go outside, motherfucker. <laughs> and you know it's not every good. So like, there's like, I'm watching this fight and we're all like watching, there's like seven of us watching out the window like, oh man, this is going to be great. Because <laughs> it's clear that these two dudes do not you need to be fighting because one of the guys is little and one of the guys is big. Yeah. And this, with the little guy takes this wild punch and it's going to be hard to, to, to explain to your, to your listeners uh, what the big guy did. The big guy just sort of just kind of leaned back but didn't move his feet. Oh, nice. Like, like almost like the way a boxer would be like just sort of like, like this. Kind of like the Carl Weathers. Yeah, movie, yeah. Like, like the showboating almost like in, in Rocky. Yeah. Like, yeah, just sort of just, just <laughs> yeah. like just the shoulder and neck just, just to lean back. Yeah. And that one guy missed with this wild punch 
and it was basically just wide open for a papal, just for like a tattoo across the face. Oh my god! And remember, he hit the guy so hard that when he fell back, his knee buckled, and he was like, it looked like he blew out an ACL. It was oh unbelievable. <laughs> He's you knocked him out of his goddamn shoes. You punched his face so hard that his ACL tore. It was, it was like, hey, I think he hit that dude so hard he was sober when he came to. Me. He was like, he was knocked the fuck out, and we're all in the bar, just like, oh. <laughs> Can you imagine if that guy had the wherewithal to hear the bar? Across the street, just like chanting for like, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just absolutely getting rinsed. Just well, like. well, I'll, I'll, I'll act it out for you. It was unbelievable how hard he hit this dude. The guy just sort of just leaned back and just messed with the punch. Like, nope, and the counter punch was like. <laughs> Crumbled um, to his knees. And I also saw like a, a couple ladies fighting too. That was kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. is a place that I don't think let ladies in until like 1995. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 and that's why. That's <laughs> why. They had it all pent up. And they're yeah. like, oh, I was not able to go to this bar. No, I'm not able to. I'm going to fuck some shit up. Yeah. Watching a dude get hit really hard and like get knocked out, it, it always reminds you that there's a gear you don't ever access that, you know, like nope. you don't want to. Like the dudes will be talking shit and then like all of a sudden... He gets hit in the face. He's out. Everyone's like, oh, and he's like tr- struggling to stand up, pants falling down, like, you know, totally has forgotten all of his pride. He's essentially just a shell of a human at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you. I've, I've seen a bunch of fights in my life because I've lived in Tennessee, so that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what rednecks do, they're getting fights. Nice. Uh, and I was in a fraternity, so we just... Double fights. Did a lot of fights. You guys like, fuck, MMA. You, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Double fights. <laughs> Uh, Shibakai till I die. What? Uh, what? So were, were they fr- were they intra frat fights or between other frat fraternities? No, it was definitely between other fraternities. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a. I, I, I saw a few. That's the thing. Growing, going, we went to we went to a liberal northeastern college. Oh, you guys missed so out. We, did, we, did, we, did, we, we didn't even have fraternities. We just oh. uh, like it was annoying. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the better move because looking back on it now, I was like, what were we thinking? That <laughs> yeah, is yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, of course. I mean, it, it worked out for us. Up in the north, it's mostly just like, well, we're, it's like drinking and, you know, like they'll figure out hazing. Is there a lot of hazing down there? Um, define fire. hazing. <laughs> 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 Nothing we want to put on record. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was like, no, it was like there was, I remember... Like the hazing that that we had wasn't even like that much of hazing because they had started cracking down on that, like in the like mid nineties. And plus, we were like at my school, Greek wasn't Greek was like less than like fifteen percent of the oh, student okay. body. Yeah. Now, if I had gone to school like Ole Miss or University of Tennessee yeah. or Alabama, where Greek is probably like fifty percent of the student body, then you yeah. can you can get balls hazed up. Yeah, but ours ours was like very like cerebral. It I wasn't like. <laughs> I feel like your, your your personal hazing would be just like people doing shouting, "Do your jo- do jokes for us." Yeah, the, yeah I know, right? The, 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 the I think it's the, the comedians. That's hate the, the hazing, and now that I get from like my my old fraternity brothers, and it's like, yeah, you're one of those comedians. So it's a joke, and that what you do. It's it's the most frustrating thing. It's like the, without context. Uh, like I've had, especially I feel like it happens not so much with peers, but for me, like that happens. Like my my aunt or my like relative, like older. Yeah. People. Tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. Be funny right now in this in this setting, which is like in my kitchen, where it's like you don't have the proper context of like a. I was trying to think of something funny that you could say. Like this dude I went to high school with, Richard Chirazis, he told me what quirp was. He's like, quirp. you don't know what a quirp is. No. It was like it's a queef from the bathtub. I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's always the comedian default is to go to a bad joke. It's yeah, like yeah, to go it's to like, like a bad knock knock joke yeah, or something like Richard that. Richard and, and don't don't yeah don't ask again. <laughs> that <laughs> like, whole, exactly. That whole concept has essentially formed the last like twenty years of Norm Macdonald's life. Like I'm a comedian. Yeah. I'll tell bad jokes then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of appreciate what Norm McDonald. Norm he's, McDonald's he's doing in my re- Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, in my top five. And but, but surely the, you acknowledge this is like his, you know, like that's his shit now. Is like, yeah, I mean, doing, some, some of his jokes, like his latter day jokes, are like pretty good. But I mean, like he's a good like riffer. Like his podcast is funny. It's awesome. Like Hitler's killing machine doesn't have enough tower to support. <laughs> <laughs> But like, but his jokes are like they're meta jokes. They're yeah, like, it's anti comedy. Yeah, 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 no, it's like he. Uh, I just watched because they just had the ESPYS on a few weeks ago, and he hosted the ESPYS like, and he hasn't been back to host the ESPYS. <laughs> and he hosted the ESPYS like twenty years ago. I was like, this twenty anniversary of Norm Macdonald hosting the ESPYS, and his jokes were like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yeah, there was he did this OJ joke to close it out, <laughs> nice. and everybody was like, damn. <laughs> Well, his, uh, also his Twitter now is just him like, talking about golf. It's sure. him talking about golf. Yeah. Like yeah. hyper. It's like and Mickelson goes for the putt. Yeah, uh, it's 50, 15 yards, and he misses it, and that's it. I'm like, this is. I think he's he gambles the only pr- a lot too, doesn't he? Right? Oh yeah, he's all about gambling. Yeah, 
which I appreciate because I've recently gotten into that. Because now that sports online gambling is now it's the thing. Yeah, it's really great. So how's that going to work? Are we going to be able to go to our bodega and just place a bet online? <laughs> probably. I mean, you, it'll probably just be completely through the internet. I mean, I, in New Jersey, you can go. The big draw is going to be at like the um, Meadowlands. They're going to have like a live oof, sports oof. betting thing. So Dick just got hard. That exactly. sounds amazing. It's going to be. But it's, it's still going to be. be like, a, don't worry. It's still going to be impossible to get there by public transit, no. <laughs> and it's going to take you two hours to get home from, from there. But everything's all going to be through like kiosks that are like half Bitcoin ATMs, half like. Bet placement things. There's going to be in like one out of every five bodegas. Yeah, I do. My, I do. Well, there are already. Uh, there's a couple. I've seen in a couple of bodegas. Bit, Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah. Oh really? Like, I yeah. saw some in Brighton Beach. I was like, this what? Is yeah. yeah in so some, I saw yeah. one in Sunset Park. So yeah, there's the most need for it. Yeah, it's mostly Russian laundering, yeah. money laundering. Is oh, what it is. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I heard that like New Jersey and Delaware were. I was like, we'll be ready tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Delaware, like, Delaware, yeah, Delaware is at the forefront of deregulation. They're like, the second it becomes legal, New, we're like, yeah. New Jersey is like in The Simpsons when uh, Prohibition ends and the mayor Comey turns around and Fat Tony is like, how long, can, how long will it take you to flood this town with booze? <laughs> Four minutes. <laughs> Five two minutes, minutes later. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's gonna be a, it. Is gonna be a game changer. I'm already gambling through an Aruban website using my bitcoins. So <laughs> so what a, is what is the juice like? Because I, I I stopped betting on stuff many 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 years ago and turned it into a problem. But. Yeah yeah exactly. Well that's why I'm I'm worried I'm going through that phase in my life right now. And actually I'm really doing only small stakes kind of stuff. But I was doing it for the World Cup because I'm like this is the most fun like kind of a fun way to have an investment. It's like who cares about Croatia? But if you have like if if, if <laughs> 40 you, you give yourself some stakes, yeah, 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 you, yeah you make it interesting. Sure yeah. Um, but, but then it's like you're, you're 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 a lot smarter than when I was because it's like for me like the interesting thing would happen and it was like and then it was like I'm just like betting just for the sake of betting on yeah. sports and next thing you know you're watching like the Monday night game between Tampa and fucking <laughs> LA and you're like why am I watching this <laughs> why am I watching this team that wasn't a team that is now a team it's, it's again. like, it's like why am I, what, what am I doing in my life Monday yeah. night that's the day to cover baby yeah, that's what it's, it's for well cut to football season and that's exactly what I'll be probably doing so this is so, so George maybe you'll help me get into whatever gambling and gambler <laughs> gambling anonymous program you got into to get out of it because <laughs> gambling addiction is like it's the second I, I was not into gambling at all and then now that I'm like turned into 30 turned 30 and figured out I can gamble on sports online. I'm like, I get completely those gambling addiction. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I remember this dude I went to college with who was also in my fraternity. He was like, he had the, his bookie that he owed a bunch of money, like two grand to, oh, came to his fucking uh, work. Oh, <laughs> with, like a lead, with like a lead pipe or like a... Yeah, it was like, uh, and the, the cool thing was the guy knocked it down a little bit because like his bookie was also friends with his boss. It was at a cool. server job. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It was crazy. It's kind of a maze-like place to try to run if you're trying to escape him, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? You know what? Having said that, though, I wish... I've, like, done sportsbook.com and stuff like that. I would like the human touch of a bookie. Uh, Yeah. Well, go to New Jersey and do it. I mean, mean, that's still a thing, and I I don't think that'll ever go away. Informal bookie, like, you know. They had a guy on NPR who sounds exactly like, you know, like a maybe third build person on a Sopranos episode or whatever. <laughs> and he was talking about how like the sports the book, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> I get the sports book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he was saying how bookies are not going to go away. And he's like, people no. like the personal touch of it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, I mean, depending on what kind of, I mean, maybe sports betting online is for the next generation, but people like the idea of who's giving, who's a part of the game is getting odds from like a personal guy. I want like, a guy who can come to my work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that could just like online could still, Become corrupt, and you can still get that sort of like that. That person can come to you is like, I know where you you live. Yeah, now I've I've, do- I've doxed you. I, I've doxed you in a different well, way. Well, yeah. which is why, so I, use, which is why I use my Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like yeah. the risk is that instead of coming to your work, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, and they're just gonna like publish pictures of me masturbating in my camera on <laughs> <laughs> my computer secretly took. Don't worry, Lenny's never used this computer to do that. <laughs> no, certainly not. That's not why it runs so slow. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just old, okay. It is. It's really old. Like I got a new computer, but there's never a good time to. I'm too busy gambling to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a new computer. There you go. I do yeah. love the people that are like. You got other things going on. Like yeah. Walter, we went to college with him. Uh, he's from Las Vegas. And he's like, well, there's actually a, if you want to bet, uh, bet on baseball because there's a system. And it's like, motherfucker, if I want to use a system, I wouldn't be gambling. Do you know, oddly <laughs> enough, he's actually something. he's actually on the something because I hear that like baseball for some reason has got better odds than everything else. Yeah, because because the odds of well, his theory was basically how often do they win a series? If if you know if that you is got, correct. If there's a um, if you bet on one team, they're going to win at some point during yeah. the three-game series, and so you just you rat, lever it up based on what, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the, the likelihood he's, he's like, you're right because like the likelihood of them getting swept isn't as high as the likelihood of just winning one. Yeah, interesting. So. All right, 
Well, that's good to know. We've learned a lot today. All right, we well, I guess we got we got to round this thing out though. But um, so George, uh, do you? It, thank you so much for coming on. But thanks for having me. It's it, always fun. Yeah, um, super excited to see you. We, we uh, have to let you go. 18. I better yeah. not suck. Yeah. I should probably write some jokes. No, you. How good. about this one? Quirp. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard of this new thing the kids are doing? It's called quirping. It's called quirping. Banging in the bathtub. <laughs> that's you could hashtag it. This is your your pivot to social media. Yeah, that's my. That's what it is. It's yeah. like uh, when you when you queef in the bathtub, it's called a quirp. <laughs> Cut to a bunch of Instagram <laughs> stories of people just like filming their, their, their bathtub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can check out uh, George Gordon's album in September. You can yeah. check him out at our live show on August 18th. Absolutely. And uh, George, is there anything else you want to plug? Or? Uh, people People need to follow me on Instagram because my Instagram is a delight. Which is oh, a, and he does one of my favorite internet bits of all time. I, do, I wish yeah, this yeah. would go viral, and we're gonna make it go viral. Like I sound like a grandma right we, now. We should, we should make yeah. it go viral. But George, can you explain what my I've favorite got this, uh, bit on I've got the internet this, uh, is? <laughs> my Instagram feed is filled with a lot of pictures with the uh, refrigerators with the doors off. And, uh, <laughs> and if you are of a certain age, you remember. Uh, uh, very special episodes from sitcoms from the 80s and there was a sitcom called Punky Brewster and an episode in which a girl got trapped in an abandoned refrigerator <laughs> and it fucking traumatized me. <laughs> so this is how you that, exercise that phobia. Exactly. Now I'm just like, now I'm, uh, I used to just take the pictures and now people just send them to me and I don't take any more. Yeah. So. I was so excited when I, there was one out on the street. A couple people get of, pumped, man. And I was, I was like, I you know I felt like it had to be authentic. I couldn't just go Google for like empty. I was like I have to see one in the wild. I have to see an empty refrigerator. And I was like I saw it. And Meg was Meg and I were going to the store or something like that. We're going out. And I was like, hold on, I gotta take a couple pictures of this. She's like, why are you taking pictures of garbage? I'm like, I gotta send it to George. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to send it to George. Don't worry about it. She's like, you, George, the bartender at the Double Windsor. I'm like, yes, he he's really this. into it. Yeah. Do you know it's gotten to the point where like I've gotten them from all over the world. It was like, hey, check out fucking. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, empty like, Vietnamese for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten a response from Prunky herself? No, but I, I did just start like tagging Slow Moon Fry. Shout out to Slow Moon Fry and yeah. Cherry from uh, Punky Brewster. Nice. No, that episode was like I've actually rewatched, and I was like, and even as as I'm 40, and I was watching it as an adult, like going, "What the fuck were they thinking when they made this episode?" <laughs> uh, but, but, but like, if you watch any of those uh, very special episodes, they're real dark yeah. for any of those shows from the 80s. That's like when she uh, got addicted to caffeine pills, right? Uh, that, that's uh, another I'm, very special episode, yes, uh, yeah. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, yeah. yeah. There's uh, the, the Punky Brewster episode. If you want to like laugh your ass off, there's a Punky Brewster episode in which they uh, they get introduced to drugs. Oh, boy. And uh, in Punky Brewster, the characters are like, Nine and ten. <laughs> this was like, ahead like, like, of the Degrassi curve. Of it was insane. Getting, yeah. it was like, and the girls that they were hanging out with were like eleven and twelve. It was like an older crew. <laughs> <laughs> These old, this older crew of absolute the children, not even teenagers. And you're like, you see, when they start busting out the drugs, you're like, what the fuck is a twelve year old doing with like heroin <laughs> <laughs> and, and cocaine <laughs> and pills? And they're like in a treehouse. He's like, he's like, you want to join our gang? I'm like, what twelve year old has fucking heroin? He's like. What twelve year old has that? It was like it's the dark side this. of uh, Lisa Simpson dropping a Gore Vidal reference. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, well, we'll check out that episode of Punky Rooster too. Yeah, right. please do. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable how bizarre it is. It's like when they and like there's like it's like a creepy like weird music. They're like what? Like I just wish <laughs> I was, was like fifteen reveal. years old. It's like these are the girls you knew in, in fucking middle school. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My middle school was lame. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so on that note, George George Gordon, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, fun. check out his album and check him out at our live show on August 18th. Absolutely. All right, cool. George, Thanks. have a good one, man. See you soon. Absolutely.